Hey everybody, my name is Axel Villamil. Welcome to 24 Shades of Blue. We have Sergeant Brett Moore of Toronto Police Services here from the Traffic Services. So Brett, let us know all about it. How are you doing? Excellent. You know what? Anytime I get to talk about traffic, it's a good day. So I'm uh, <laughs> stoked. It's good. It's crazy because I'm on the road and yeah. I was just like, and before we spoke, I'm like, is it just me? Or is just driving gotten worse because of COVID? And and I'm not sure. And I, I want to ask you that. What's going on? Uh, is there trends associated with COVID? Yeah, you know what? I can tell you. You know what? It starts off with uh, the unit that I'm in. Um, a few months ago, the uh, the, the chief uh, started a brand new unit um, called the Vision Zero Enforcement Team. So it's myself, um, uh, two sergeants, and 16 constables. And that's, you know, we've got a, uh, it's, a it's an amazing job in the, for, for traffic officers. We don't have to do radio calls. We don't investigate collisions. We don't do, you know, we are, we've got one mandate. It's to enforce the Highway Traffic Act and look for drivers that are causing the most, probably what you're seeing, um, you know, the most sort of damage and, and uh, taking the most risks on the road. So we've got a great, uh, great job. But definitely with uh, COVID, we're seeing some changes for sure around, um, I don't know, it's you know, around speed for sure. We're seeing a lot more uh, people taking risks, open roads. We know that things have changed a lot. So it's, um, yeah, there's, there's lots to unpack there when it comes to what's going on in our roads right now, for sure. No, absolutely. I mean, I think it's just, you know, it's the opportunity of the open road. Everybody sees an empty yeah. highway. Everybody understands that there's an opportunity of, of less people on the road. So, you know, you have your uh, car enthusiasts who, who love to, you know, speed and do their thing and, and just go at it. Um, so are you seeing, I guess, a decrease in actual traffic fatalities because of COVID since less people are out or is it the opposite or maybe the same? Yeah, no, I'd say it, just about everything is slowed down when it comes to in terms of traffic volume. The city's got you know, countless number of articles that have come out there. You know, you can see you know, half, like your commute, just look at your commuting time. If you're still driving to work, um, it's it's completely sped things up. Um, but with that open space, definitely we're seeing a lot more drivers take those, you know, just you know, get get on the gas, take unnecessary you know, chances on the on the streets. But um, all of that compounds problems um, when, when it comes to uh, faster speed you go. Typically it means uh, the higher the impact if there's a collision, more people get injured, those kinds of stuff. So uh, definitely, um, uh, it's causing some grief that re in, re in that regards. To throw a stat at it, I think uh, I, I read in our, our uh, communications, folks said that we were we saw a 222% increase in stunt drivers since COVID. Wow. A lot. So, wow. I mean, it's just one of those, it's just all risks that we see. And it's uh, the timing of our unit that's uh, out there now. It's uh, the one thing that we're looking for. So we've, uh, you know, we've got marked police cars, but uh, one of the things that's really cool about this unit is um, they've given us the right equipment. We've got unmarked uh, sort of pickup trucks, yeah. um, vehicles that you wouldn't expect to see driving around. So it's amazing when people don't see the police, um, some of the things or true colors come out. So uh, oh, for sure. uh, we've got a couple of uh, interesting things. Uh, that we've seen those, since we started those unmarked trucks i saw one come to life one time yeah. and it yeah. blew my mind i was uh, i guess i was just driving is actually up in kw and um yeah. i definitely saw a guy just speed past me and then out of nowhere it's like a transformer just turned into a police car and i was like wow that's it you know what and i think that I'm, I'm glad you have the right equipment because you really need that in order to catch these people Sure. You know, it, it puts us a, a couple of things for the speed. You get see, you see those drivers in their true colors, sort of lane changes, the speeds that they've go. Um, but also we see the distracted drivers, right? So Absolutely. people are sort of would, would normally, you know, sort of keep the phone low. 
they're a lot more free and a little uh, sort of um, unassuming when uh, when they don't expect it. But yeah, you, we've got countless comments of people just even walking by, you know, sort of giving us the thumbs up when they see us out there because they've never seen a vehicle like that in Toronto. For sure. Um, enforcing the Highway Traffic Act. But the drivers, they just free almost see like the deflation. Like they're like, you know, the, the yeah. head goes down. They know they got caught when they're on their phone or whatever they're doing. So it's a neat thing. to. Uh, so it definitely gives us the advantage. It's just like in school, right? It's like in uh, or, or you look at uh, the, the cruiser as the lifeguard. You're running you know and then you see them and you start to slow down because oh. you know you're like hold on we're, we're gonna slow down a bit um yeah. but uh absolutely i i was i was actually downtown and i think i saw the the opposite where it was a beat up minivan and it was green it was like the 90s care yeah. like a caravan and i looked inside i'm like oh there's an officer he's he's you know he's undercover or yeah. you know he's in a in a, in a undercover vehicle so it was it was uh, very interesting to see that so i'm glad that's happening because i am actually i get worried uh, you know i'm from cambridge so i see a lot more i guess crazy speeding and racing happening around on the on the west end of uh, yeah. ontario so uh, how are you dealing with you know now things are getting warmer are you seeing a lot of uh, more car meets happening and i guess more things in terms of crimes happening that way with traffic Absolutely. So I think we just saw it last weekend where we saw that you know, so there's an active investigation happening in, in, uh, out in Scarborough where you know, a, a group of over 100 people got together out in uh, um, out in the, the East End Scarborough McNichol Avenue. Mm-hmm. Gasoline, I'd never seen that before, sort of lit up the road with gas, started doing burnouts. So, yeah. Wow. So that's an active investigation now that's on social media. The news is covering it. We're seeing it. And it's you're right. We, this is the typical time of the year that you start to see people with uh, sort of summer cars, dust them off, get them out. Um, and there's two types of people, right? Folks that are genuinely car enthusiasts mm-hmm. that go to the parking lots, the show and shines. Those are amazing. Those are, you know, those are community events that we support. Um, but it's when you see that other element to take you know so when the sun goes down things like that you see that takeover mentality yeah and uh that's where we're uh that the, there's not just zero tolerance from the police but community members when you speak to the people that run these car events they want no part of that kind of business either so it's something that's uh um, actively being looked at that particular one but it's not just a toronto problem you know we're actively you know we work with the opp our partners in you know york region york all around us yeah um to to, you know, to you know, share information, share resources to uh, to uh, to work to uh, try, try to. I'm not think it'd be naive to say you're going to stop anybody from uh, from from 100. But there needs to be a very clear message to drivers that sort of engage in that behavior. That it's something that's on our mind. It's zero tolerance, and uh, we've uh, we're going to be out all summer uh, watching for those kinds of behaviors. Well, I want to give you a bit of a curveball uh, question because we're talking about car meets. We're talking about uh, these stats that you're, sh- you're, you're, you're letting us know. Um, I've always wondered whenever there's a release of like a Fast and Furious or one of these, you know, racing ah. movies, is there ever always, you know, what's the stat on the increase of, you know, speeding that's happening? Are people very inspired and, and start to like try to mimic what's happening? For sure. You know what? I, I would say, you know, I don't I don't know if I have a stat for that, to be honest with you, but I can definitely <laughs> I don't know if there is one. I'm sure there is uh, something out there, but no doubt about it. There's there's a, there's there's this element of copycat that you want to there's there's you know, the, the the cars come out, the same cars or similar cars in the movies that are in some yeah. of the maneuvers, like the drifting, the burnouts, things like that. You're seeing folks sort of copy what they're seeing. Um, and, and I don't know, it's just one of those things. It's such a reckless, reckless thing and selfish thing to do Of course, um, on our roads. I mean, literally one little thing goes wrong and it's not just that you take out somebody or have a crash with another vehicle or an innocent, but look at all the crowds of people that are out there, you know, videoing it, taking pictures, whatever. Yeah. 
-hmm. one thing goes wrong, man, and it's catastrophe. Um, and so those are the things that we worry about. It's, it's obviously not on the minds of the folks that are doing it, but, um, definitely there's a copycat mentality. Uh, I'm not, you know, I can't say if the, you know, what's the next fast and furious number eight coming out or something. If it, uh, when it does, we'll see, but that uh, might be something to keep an eye on. <laughs> yeah. Let me know if you get that stat. Um, I, yeah. I was, um, yeah, I was always wondering that because, you know, I have, I have uh, car enthusiast friends and it's funny. They're like complete opposite. They're more of the show and shine type of thing. And yeah. I've asked them because I, I was doing a video shoot. I'm like, Hey, anybody have, um, you know, a car to do donuts, you know, we're going to clear everything, you know, with, uh, the private property, et cetera. And, and you yeah. know, let you guys know. Um, and he goes, I'll be honest with you, man. None of my friends want to wreck their rims or exactly. burn their tires. So oh, it's such a it's expensive hobby to get into, right? So no, definitely, uh, yeah, we're seeing it as well. The responsible folks that are putting these together, like they'll put right on their social media posts, right? Sort of respect the lot, yeah. uh, you know, all those things that's they come out and they're out in front. We've been out a couple of years ago uh, myself. I was directly involved in, in uh, sort of getting involved and meeting the these folks that are organizing it, and every single one, it blew me away. I thought you. You're going to get some folks that are about you know sort of the burnout thing yeah none of them it blew me away it was actually a it was uh so, so taught me a lesson there to, to uh you know that there's a huge element of people that just want to do yeah. it right and uh it's the opposite side and they're you know that's part of what we ask them to do and and when we and when after these events and these kinds of instances that happen um that we we need help from the public to come yeah. back and say hey if you see something you know something say something so exactly. um there's a bit of cooperation that we're looking for uh, those individuals who like to burn out and like do those crazy events and and and, and yep. things like that they just make the real car enthusiasts look bad in in a sense you know when 100%. they when they soup up their cars and it's like it's beautiful and then you don't want that stereotype of oh this car is just gonna be reckless in my neighborhood or this person's gonna be reckless because their cars you know souped up in, in whatever way or form so yeah, yeah. I, I i've noticed that too so i'm glad that you've experienced that you are look you're like pretty much uh the fast and furious uh, uh next sequel that's happening so uh let me know how the rock is um For sure. so so <laughs> i guess one thing you know we're talking about the cars in terms of loving it and working with it yeah. but there's also the other ugly side of, of, of traffic, which is the road ragers. And, uh, I mean, there's tons of new movies that have came out about road rage. Um, and I just want to know what is the psychology behind road rage that you see, you know, where has it gone too far in some of the stories that you've heard as well or experienced? You know what? It's yeah, for sure. I think it's one of those things that whether you're a driver, somebody who walks cyclists, they've all had that instant, that experience where, you know, people lost their cool, right? And we've—I've personally seen it in the and all the officers that uh, you know, that do traffic for, for as our main uh, uh, main role for the police have seen the same thing. Where you've you've caught somebody, you've stopped them, you've you, you saw the, the the incident happening, you throw the lights on, yeah, and then everybody just calms down. And then when you get out and you talk to them, mm -hmm. hey, they're for the most part they're normal people, yeah. Um, and but they're 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 all livid. They're on you know they're they're you know, they're, they're, they're upset. Like crazy. And them, yeah. How do we get there? Mm -hmm. And it would. It's it's typically the, the the response is well they cut me off they did a, you know they break checked me they did this they did that and it's really at the end of it and you're going to say well and you did all of this because somebody did something so minor that just got you mad and i think it just before covid i guess it was just it might be something along just society right people are sort of just run ragged busy last minute they're late yeah. mm -hmm. and they just lose their cool and exactly. then you stop and have a conversation 
and frame it a different way. And it's, it's, um, there's really no good excuse. And it's, uh, it's typically that's when you give them the ticket and say, you can tell your story, whatever excuse to the, to the judge and, and yep. see if you can convince them. It's one of those things. There's, I don't see any good excuse. We see lots of them on the, uh, the real outrageous ones make the news. Mm-hmm. Um, but for those one and two type things that we see on the news and it gets to the public, uh, realm, there's thousands that happen every single day. And, and that's, what's cool about traffic. Uh, you know, every single person, whether you're a driver, or, you know, you take transit, you cycle, you walk, whatever, you've got a connection to some of the challenges that are happening. Unlike other types of crimes, like thankfully guns and gangs and things like that, the average person has no idea, no experience. No, yeah. But when it comes to traffic crimes, right, everybody has a story. Everybody has something to say, right? Yeah. And that's why people get so passionate yeah. around traffic safety and the different things that go on that I, that makes this job so amazing. It's so cool to to relate to people and, and be able to do stuff about it, right? Bro, are you ready for my 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 traffic story it's probably the most canadian one i've ever witnessed in my entire life so i'm driving it's late at night 401 west there's a traffic jam like why is this what's happening right now this is so slow and um i'm I'm slowly going by but i see two blobs on my left and i'm trying my best not to rubber neck I'm, i'm working hard you know but what did i see two guys out of their cars going at it with hockey sticks the most canadian like thing I've ever seen. <laughs> and I'm like, first off, you had the hockey sticks in your car, but they were just going at it because like it was a crazy amount of road rage. And, I, you know, I think as I tell the story now, I was laughing because I was like, wow, this is this is it. W- what can people do who do have road rage? What would you advise them to do when they are caught in that situation to prevent, you know, another hockey stick fight? Yeah, you know what? It comes down to some just big... <laughs> A, it's about self-awareness, and I know it's easy to say, right? In that moment, it's probably you know you're just losing your cool. But it, it's if if you're the victim of it, don't stay in your car, right? Call nine one one, get some help there, right? And typically, what we'll see is that that will when people know that the police have been called, that they're being called out, or you sort of break the whatever you know sort of got the got the person so mad in the first place. Yeah. Typically, folks will sort of unwind a bit sort of check themselves and mm-hmm. it'll break that, but don't, don't engage. I'd say stay in the car. Um, again, make the phone call, take a picture, do something like that. Um, because if, if you're just an unassuming person that has, you know, that minding their business and this is happening to you, it's likely probably one of the most scariest things that's uh, occurred to you uh, probably in your lifetime or in a long time. Yeah. And um, you know, it's just about, especially when you're on our open roads, like people are wandering around highways at the side, like give me a break, right? Like anything could happen yeah. to your point of, you know, typically when drivers, you know, we, we drive the, where we look. Our eyes are really where we go, right? It's why we when we do driver training, it's all about eye lead and where you're going. Yeah. So if people are literally watching you on the highway, I guarantee you they're turning towards yeah. and weaving in that direction. So who knows what happens? Yeah, so, I, I yeah, remember learning that. Uh, luckily, in the city in Toronto, we do have the Don Valley Parkway and the Gardner Expressway, but. Um, a lot of those big 400 series highways we leave to our OPP friends. And uh, I guarantee you, you see some crazy stuff for sure like that on the, on the open roads. Oh, absolutely. And, and correct me if I'm wrong. I remember, I think during like, uh, there was a, a factoid out there and this could be false, just heads up everybody, everybody. But they said that the Canadian highways, the, the 401 was one of the most like, I guess, um, busiest highways slash, yeah. you know, and, and it's on our travel warning for whenever you go there They're like careful of the 401 because it's that uh, they, busy. Absolutely. The 401 is one of the busiest and the most, uh, traveled highways in uh, North America. No doubt about it. Absolutely. And we've got, uh, there's a, 
a stat to I don't know maybe be proud of or uh, be a bit scared about it. We'll see. But that's uh, and there are, seem to be they constantly seem to be fixing it, widening it. Uh, the four hundred one is a major artery for sure. I I've never been on a road that has always had a, a perpetual construction all the time. Especially when you get to Montreal. So that's a that's a different story. Oh, and it's it's so interesting because, you know, you see the different types of driving on province, like based off of province. Like I can tell when I'm in Ontario right away. I can tell when I'm in Quebec right away. And um, so it's it's interesting that, you know, when we follow those laws and and go with it, that um, uh, there's a bit of a home feel to it. You know, I've driven in Costa Rica and I was like, that's a different different case than driving (laughs) in the roads down here. And that's there's no laws. Um, But I know there's a new thing happening with the city, which is the you know automated speed enforcement. And I know that's something with the city. So could you tell us more about that? Yeah, it is. It's it's part of Vision Zero. It's part of the. It's one of the things that were brought in um, a couple of years ago, and it really just got kicked off. Um, where there, the city is. Some people are going to call it photo radar, but really, what it is, it's that type of technology. But they're installing photo ca- photo radar type devices in school zones mm-hmm. and community zones. So two big areas that you know, that if you're going to put them, that's that's a you know that's the place to put them for sure. Um, where kids families all kinds of folks are using those neighborhood streets um and and basically it's to check behavior to get drivers to send that message down uh that you got to slow down because the police are you know we we obviously do in tra- traffic enforcement we cannot be um there all the time no doubt about it and in those identified areas that the city wants them to go um some of the numbers that are out there 20,000 tickets a month. It's, in, it's incredible. Um, some of them, and it's the repeat offenders that you're hearing about through the city in their news releases talking about, well, obviously it's the same, the license plates are getting dinged every, uh, you know, every month. Mm-hmm. And um, it's, it just shows you that a lot of it is um, just daily bad driving habits yeah. that we all get into. Exactly. And that's one of the biggest things that we see um, in traffic services and the Vision Zero Enforcement team that I'm part of. Um, we're seeing now, we've been running since October, and we're already seeing when we stop a driver for an, for an offense, typically speeding, um, that we're now getting repeat offenders, repeat yeah. customers coming through, stopped by the same officers. Oh, see, that's right? horrible. And so it just... It, it just shows you that it's not, and typically I, I'll just sort of, they're all typically they're, they're normal people. You know, yeah. they've, you know, no, you know, they're not criminals or anything like that. Just they've got bad habits and those bad habits are causing havoc on our roads. And that's our job to, uh, to check that behavior and to, you know, and, and to get people to, I see it this way. People typically don't change because you tell them to yeah. some of them, some people change because they get a sharp sting of a ticket, mm-hmm. but we're you know that's enough of a, of a message but they do it because we want people to think differently about the behavior the risks the speeds those kinds of things uh, on our roads and um anyways that's that's part of our job through social media through um sort of media events and, and whatnot uh, to to get people to just really change those daily bad habits that we all have absolutely i think it's you're right you know you, you hit that on the uh, the head of the nail there because for me at least in my experience i was you know i i, I I, I had a problem. I, I ran a stop sign once and, you know, I, I got pulled over and never again did I ever yeah. do a rolling stop ever once in my entire yeah. life. And, it, you know, I was obviously I was like tired. I was going to make up excuses, but I'm like, you know what? I owned it. You know, I owned it. Yeah. I said, you know, I, I messed up. You know, I, I, I broke the law here and uh, that yeah. ticket 
which was very expensive, as well as the demerit that you get um, yep. with that, especially as I was a newer driver, really kicked me, you know, in the pants. And I was like, okay, you know, let's just make sure we're safe. But it's also like being aware too. So I, I think a lot of people take it as like, odd, oh, you know, this sucks. You know, I, I got this. But it's more like think of it as a learning lesson here where you're understanding, you know, what you shouldn't be doing. And, and obviously driver's training helps you out there, but sometimes you need that little, uh, that little, uh, help from the law to be like, Hey, slow down, you know, you're going to get there. And I've, I've had that in like, my parents are great. They, they always say, you know, don't speed to get to that place. It's okay to be late. Uh, and I think a lot of people don't realize that we need to slow down sometimes or else, you know, horrible, you know, fatalities can happen, which is why, you know, schools and community areas are perfect for these uh, automated speed enforcement um, um, tools. Yeah, it's exactly, and that's what they are. They're tools. It's not, uh, and so they, they, you know, they gather a lot of information, they issue tickets, those kinds of things. And we have red light camera systems that yeah. are in the city that as well to automate that process, knowing that police can't be everywhere. Exactly. Uh, you know, and so, you know, it's, it's a, it is a tool. It's one, it's a tool in the toolbox, if you will, in terms of road safety. Um, our team, the VZ team, we call it for short, is a, is another tool that we've got. And then, and, but we also, I would say this, we can't ticket our way to safer roads, right? It's, yeah. it's something that we're going to do, but we know that if we can connect with people to think a little differently about that daily bad habit, I can't, I'm going to, you'll hear, I'm a broker record on that. Um, we've got instances where we've issued a ticket because when we typically send our officers out as part of my team, we'll, we'll sort of flood a division, an area of the city yeah. and four or five officers will be out there doing their thing on the different roads. And mm-hmm. what's cool, what's not cool, but it, it allows us, we've had instances several now where one officer will issue somebody a ticket for speeding. And then literally another cop in the team will be down a few blocks away and got the same driver speeding again, 20 minutes apart, 15 minutes apart in time. And so literally that, you know, that driver has gotten two tickets in 15, 20 minutes by two members of the team. And it's in, if that's not a message to say, you've got a problem with yeah. speeding or whatever the thing might be, yeah. um, well, it's, it's those, it's those weird stories that people, you know, it, it, it's important that we try to get out to drivers to say, come on, it's, you know, we're watching the public has no appetite for this. And all of those behaviors that you see, we call it the big four speed, distraction, aggressive and impaired driving. It's not us saying that those are our big problems on the streets. That's where research MTO, CAA, Traffic Injury Research Foundation, all those big, big research institutes around road safety, they know and tell us those are, you control those things, you can, you make roads safer, right? Yeah. And so that's why there's a big emphasis. The number one thing they know about Vision Zero talks about speeding, control the speed, lower the speeds, you reduce the collisions, but most importantly, the severity of injury, right? So those are the things, those are some of the things, um, you know, that we're trying to, you know, no, for sure. Thinking differently about, and it, it will make us all feel better. I think as a as a community in general, it's just you know, we all take the roads how we travel. These are the things that need to be focused on. When sometimes we think it might be just you know uh, in the back of our mind, but we're glad that you know Vision Zero is addressing all these things. So I want to ask you actually, you know, what are you most proud of so far with you know your work in traffic services? Is there anything yeah. you felt that you and you know your team that you work with have done something that you really feel has made a great impact? Well, Vision Zero really came because the public, This it goes back, it started like in 2016, 2017. Mm-hmm. And, and we were literally that we, you mentioned fatal collisions yeah. at the beginning of this. That, that We were literally in Toronto, there was, you know, between 60 and the high 70s uh, of, of, in, in terms of numbers of people being killed on our roads. And when you look at, at, at those people, right, every one of those numbers is a person. Mm-hmm. But 
where we know where we're looking at it is that that like like two thirds, I'm going to throw just a standard number out sure. just to round it off, but two thirds of the people that were being fatally killed or, you know, in, in, involved in collisions were pedestrians, cyclists, vulnerable road mm-hmm. users. Right. And so they basically, that was the old, the, the big impetus to get vision zero going. The community was saying enough, yeah. there's too much. Yeah. We need something more than what we've been doing. And that's how it was created. Um, is to, is and it's not something that Toronto created. It was something that was has been around for decades in different countries around the world. And it's something that I called so sort of R and D rip off and duplicate because it's a great idea. Yeah. It's a great philosophy and a great program that creates that I guess sort of cast vision of a of a different way of doing business when it comes to road safety in the city. So um, that was one of the big things that uh, got sort of things moving in that direction when you're traffic fatality numbers rivaled homicides um it really freaked people out and because what goes back to what i said before where the average person doesn't connect with homicides murders drugs things like that thankfully Mm -hmm. but every person we go to community events all the time and the conversation might start about one thing but somebody always puts their hand up and asks about stop signs or speeding drivers in their neighborhood, things that they had bad experiences and they want to know, Hey, what are the police doing about it? And vision zero is our, uh, is our strategy. It's what we're working on, but it's like, um, and how do you say it? It's a philosophy, right? I mean, the idea is, is that we're going to do things collectively with the city, fixing roads, changing design, changing our focus, right. All with the idea of, getting down those numbers, reducing the numbers of collisions that hurt people. Um, I'll take, I'll take double the number of crashes in the city. If they're just little fender benders, sure. scrubs and scrubs and parking, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Right. Th- those things are going to happen. Of course. Vision zero wants to eliminate the crashes that hurt people. Absolutely. And that's uh, and those are all the things that we're working with the city, other partners, communities, you know, um, to, to make happen. Right. Yeah. So that's, that's the, that's it. It took me a while when we first talked about vision zero, I was like, what, what, what is this? I had to wrap my head around it. <laughs> exactly. But that's really it in a nutshell. And, and, you know, sort of it casts vision to do things differently, um, to make roads safer, which, uh, which we know, um, in, in many cases before COVID 60, well, lots of families were being victimized mm-hmm. unnecessarily and we're working hard. Uh, yeah. Huge priority for us in the city and communities to uh, to wrestle this down and get those numbers way lower. It, it means a lot to me because my, my dad, when I first started driving, you know what he said to me? He goes, we got in the car and he goes, Axel, what are you in right now? I'm like, I'm in a car. I'm like, what a dumb yeah. question. And he goes, no, you're in a I don't know how many tons a car would be average. Yeah. What is it? Two, like three yeah. tons, two a, tons. A, yeah. two, a two ton piece of metal that can go, you know, over 200 kilometers an hour. He's like, that's what you're uh, in. And he's like, remember yep. that because yep. yes, it can get you to point A to point B, but it can also, you know, unfortunately end somebody's live lives, you know, in, 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 in that case. Sure. So it's something we all have to be mindful about. I'm glad vision zero is there to really, you know, enforce that and, uh, and make sure yeah. that none of that happens. What it sounds like your dad was trying to say is that you, you, people a lot of you know think oh it's an accident right yeah. oops sorry mm-hmm. but those you know it, it accidents don't happen right there it's not an accident right so you know it's it, it's it's a it's a crash or a collision we say we again it's part of getting people to think differently even just the the language yeah, around little accidents right mm-hmm. just twist it a bit it's not an accident right no. you know babies have accidents right yeah. not adults driving two ton machines down our highways exactly right you did something that caused that crash. 
that could have been prevented. Right? And that's really the, when you sort of distill it down, that's the kind of language we're trying to, 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 to use, mm -hmm. to get, to, to connect with people, to get them to go, well, yeah, you're right. It is a two ton machine. Uh, maybe I shouldn't be doing this or that, or put my phone down or wear my seatbelt or, you know, slow, you know, slow down. Right. So it's, it's, it's those conversations that are so hard, right? Because, you, you start off with, uh, I've got two kids that are learning to drive right now. They're yep. going through the graduated licensing stages, right? Nice. And we have those conversations. It's so cr critical, right? There to say, is. right? Because you're bulletproof, right? As a young person, you're running around, nothing's going to happen. This is you, great. You feel free right? when you're in the car. The world's open to me now. Exactly. I got freedom, yep. right? So it's come, but that freedom comes with responsibility. And Absolutely. that's the key, what sounds like your dad was talking to you about. And we ask people all the time, if you hand the keys over to your kid, you know, you got to let them go and give them the rope and, you know, let them experience things, but you got to set some boundaries and have those tough conversations um, with young drivers. Um, but, you know, that, that, that's that one side. Now that's, you know, that, then you've got the other side of the drivers that have been driving forever, yeah. haven't had a course since they were 16. Yeah. And they're thinking, well, it's not my bad driving. It's somebody else's. Exactly. But when you see it and you talk to them, it's like, no man, it was your it bad was, driving. Yeah. Look at you. Mm -hmm. And we see it now where, you pull drivers over and you ask them that's a standard sort of question when you own you know license ownership insurance all that stuff right they don't want to see a cop but hey we're you know i'm involved we're doing it it's your job no. um, but i asked the question is how's your driving record have you had anything recently yeah. and somebody's like no everything's good you go back in and you run them on the system and it's like speeding you know three years ago speeding you know you know two years ago speeding and you yeah. see that habit again of those daily bad habits you come back to them and go here's your ticket it is your bad driving and it just it's over time and you just uh, it just seems that you know that people think it's it's not them but look at those apps that you're driving abstract one and two tickets um is the beginning of a habit three four five over a period of time right yeah. it, it is now confirmation you, you've you've got a problem with speed because those are the only times that you were caught exactly right? look at all the other times that you didn't get caught right so exactly anyways, so yeah we all we all got to check ourselves we all got to really you know be aware and and again back to your point about you know the, the younger drivers just lay a standard you know really let them know yeah. what they're doing so hey brett thank you so much for your time here is there anything last any last words you want to say to the drivers out there to to uh anybody you want to shout out on your team Yes, there's definitely, uh, I would say this. So for folks watching this, um, again, Vision Zero, the enforcement team, um, all volunteer officers, right? They all stood up, put their hand up and said, I want, I want to be part of this thing, which is great. But for every one of us, right, there's dozens and dozens of other officers in the local communities that work on road safety and Vision Zero too, right? So it's important that we've got that, I, said, I sort of said at the beginning of the interview, right, that hey, we've got an amazing job. If you're a traffic cop and you, you like this kind of business, um, there's no better, right? This yeah. is, we've got a very clear, strict mandate, go out high enforcement, the drivers that cause the most damage on our roads, they've given us the, the, you know, all the cool, you know, tools and things to be able to do it. Yeah. Um, but a shout out to the average cop that's out there that does the, you know, day in and day out doing the road safety thing. Cause it's, it's not their, it's not their full-time gig. They've got a lot of other things to do. And when they have the time, know that they're out there looking at things as well. And, Again, I guess maybe I'll just round it off and just say, listen, if you're one of those drivers that's, you know, got a ticket or you've had a few close calls or you hear people honking you or giving, you know, all kinds of stuff, just, just have that reality check and think, can I do something differently, right? I say this, the speed limit challenge. I don't know if you drive, but oh, try, doing, try doing 40, okay. set the cruise at the speed limit, right? Okay. 
and tell me how if we don't have a as a society have a problem with speeding you if you're on a 50 road and you lock the the, the, lock it in at 50 good luck you're gonna get honked at passed blowing the doors off you because people are gonna go by you yeah and it's just we have a problem with speeding on our streets and that's one of the big things that our team and and all the officers you know that 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 contribute to road safety uh, are working on every day amazing brett moore everybody 24 shades of blue i'm axel villamel and we're out